cliffcentral.com. Let's turn our attention to uh, Sean Sanders. We mentioned NFTs, among other things, during the uh, discussion around the Banksy art. And NFTs have been a very big subject of conversation in the world of cryptocurrency. But we're going to talk to to Sean uh, generally, and then we'll get into some specifics just now. He is the co-founder of Revix.com. Hey, Sean, how's it going, dude? Morning, Gareth. Morning, guys. Yeah, good. How are you doing? Awesome. Very good. Uh, not a bad week in cryptocurrency. Some exciting developments. And as usual, uh, certain altcoins running ahead and becoming uh, some very nice 10x returns for some of the people who hold them, right? There's some exciting stuff going down. No, there is. Uh, Solana, which is, yeah. you know, we're talking about weird names. I think Solana will be a new name on the show as well. Uh, but Solana's up 220% over the last month. And another Ethereum killer, and I'll talk about what Ethereum killer would be in just a moment, uh, mm-hmm. Cardano, which we launched last week, is yes. up 103% over the last 30 days. So it has been, it's been a good time in crypto. I mean, Bitcoin's hovering around that 48000 mark. I think uh-huh. it's about $47,200 right now. Uh-huh. I mean, it broke above $50,000 this last week. So, I mean, it's very bullish in the crypto space. And if we're looking at these Ethereum killers, because, you know, you talk about Cardano, you talk about Solana. Yeah. Uh, these are the cryptocurrencies that are found in our smart contract bundle. Um, so just a bit of reference here, our smart contract bundle essentially gives you exposure to these Ethereum killers. It's cryptocurrencies that provide the blockchain infrastructure that you can then have NFTs that sit on top of or applications and all the rest. And the, the reason why these are actually doing so well at the moment is that Ethereum sucks, to be honest. I mean, I actually I, I sent a transaction yesterday to a smart contract on Ethereum, which sounds fancy. It's not. It's really just a case of, you know, I click buy something using a decentralized app on the Ethereum network. Again, some more jargon. But it cost me 350 rand just to click buy. That's before any transactions actually occurred or whatever. Wow. And it's that it's, it's because Ethereum is so expensive to use. And I mean, using some of these decentralized apps right now isn't actually that difficult. So if you want to go out and maybe try use Uniswap um, or Aave or one of these other decentralized applications that exist, they really aren't too complicated. But what you'll see and what I was kind of blown back by is just how expensive Ethereum is and how slow Ethereum is right now as a result. So it becomes practically impossible to, to do much on it. And these Ethereum killers are kind of stepping up and, you know, because Ethereum is supposed to becoming a victim of its own success, uh, these other platforms are stepping up and now becoming real contenders. Right. And hence why you've seen a lot of investor funds run into these other sort of top tier smart contract cryptocurrencies. Well, it's, that's exciting stuff because it means that there's still huge scope for people to make like overnight big money. But I, I like the idea that these are in your smart contract bundle and that you can have a much more long-term and much more sage approach to the whole thing. So I'm glad to hear that they're also represented um, in products that Revix offers. So you don't have to take a dangerous gamble yourself. You can rather take a calculated risk and, and buy yourself a piece of the action without having to go all in on some strange new coin that nobody knows about because, you know, the next one could be like the Dogecoin, for example. Exactly. I think that's, you know, that's how I've been our approach since we, we've come on the show since we launched Revix. Mm. But this idea of going out and finding this next big hit crypto, I mean, this last month it was Solana. The, we, the month before that, there was Polkadot. Yeah. Then you've got Cardano doing really well. I yeah. mean, you just can't keep up with the market. And I mean, yeah, we were talking about weird names, right? I mean, these are all weird and wonderful names. Yeah. Um, but you just you can't keep up with hey, how the Sean, space is developing. And- uh, how's that? How's that porn coin doing that we spoke about a while ago? Have you been watching that one and how it's how it's been uh, received? 
<laughs> no, I, have, I haven't actually been watching that cryptocurrency. I think it, it, it clearly hasn't been doing too well. Um, but there's, I mean, most cryptos actually can just be used for payment purposes, right? So, yeah. I mean, there's no real need for a porn coin. Yeah, but I mean, you're watching what's happening in, in the trends anyway. So if it was doing well, it would have come up in your radar at some point, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> I suppose, I mean, I don't, I don't deny or accept that. I mean, no. talking about porn coin, it depends, I suppose, what you'd actually use it for. If you're using it for payment purposes, it's like, why wouldn't you just use like Litecoin mm. or Bitcoin or something like that? No. Uh, I'll tell you why, Sean. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'm sharing my um, financial profile with my wife or my girlfriend. They get a little nosy. I, I need to have that one on a separate profile <laughs> so we don't have to have an awkward conversation. That's actually what's happening there. Yeah, your your mistake. Yeah, I like, I like that. Your mistake there is that you shouldn't really share your financial portfolio with anyone. All you should do is leave a little black book somewhere with your passwords in it, and let someone discover long after you're dead that you had a couple of a uh, <laughs> thousand rand stashed away in crypto somewhere, and it's it's turned out that it was quite a good investment. A friend of mine, um, Sean, found a, a a cryptocurrency investment that he'd made I don't know eight years ago in a little bit of Ethereum. And uh, he cashed it out the other day because he needs to do renovations on his house. And it was quite a nice little windfall, you know, something something he didn't expect. So there's, there's still people yeah, who are discovering little investments they made years ago and forgot about. Exactly. But the, the weird thing is, you know, some people have just discovered these investments or found them or completely forgot about them and whatever. Um, other people, and I mean, we had a customer recently that uh, – he kind of inherited this, I suppose, from his grandfather, but it was exactly that. A little black book saying, listen, I've got a Trezor wallet, which is one of those little USB devices that you can access. Yeah. Here's the private key to get access to it. And this guy got access to $2.8 million. And he essentially came to our platform oh. saying, listen, we'd like to, oh, I, my wife and myself would like to liquidate this. Yeah. Uh, we naturally went through the KYC process and now he's got that money. But it's so weird because that's, that return that this individual's got, which was obviously absolutely insane because this was, you know, a couple of Bitcoin back in the day, probably not worth all that much. I mean, these were pretty old Bitcoin as well. Uh, they're obviously worth an insane amount of money today. Sure. And it's that approach of just saying, like, listen, look over the long term. Look at what this guy's walking away with. And that's the investment opportunity here. Again, like what we've said before, uh, Bitcoin, you know, if this goes to $100,000, which is roughly, you know, 2.1x from where it is today, that's mm -hmm. cool. I mean, great. You've got a good return uh, it's a pretty high risk investment for that. The opportunity here is that this goes to a million dollars, that this really becomes something that's far bigger than gold and becomes a reserve currency of the world. There was, and if you start uh, looking at the, Sorry, yeah? I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but, but there, there are lots of people out there who are still very uh, skeptical about all of this. There was a guy who, who spoke about um, how he doesn't believe in any cryptocurrency. He says it's a huge bubble and it's going to burst. He's also one of the guys who predicted the 2008 uh, crash, uh, the property crash in the US. Do you take guys like that very seriously? I mean, you have to pay attention to them. He's not a moron, but you can't really uh, listen to everybody because everyone has an opinion too. How do you decide who to listen to? I don't think you can listen to, as you said, like anyone in the space, you, you can't listen to them, but you should be cognizant of what they're saying. So you can't go and say, listen, I'm going to assume your opinion. I mean, he is taking a punt at a position on crypto as an asset class, just like we're taking a punt on a position of Revix and its success as an asset class. Is somebody blowing their nose? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Gareth, because he might have COVID and it, it, yeah, it's, it's tragic thoughts and prayers. Awesome yeah. I, I'm just I'm curious yeah. because you hear these people and they suddenly pop out of the woodwork and they're like, oh, I wouldn't waste any money on cryptocurrency. Oh, stupid, you know. 
Yeah, so, but I mean, they say that about stocks. Remember, there's yeah. always a stock market that's crashing uh, or that's just about to crash. Yeah. They say that about every asset class, right? And I think crypto is more divisive, right? Because it's new, it's novel, there's a lot of hype around it. And, you know, I, I, I always just say to people, like, take a step back. Like, if you don't even want to look at crypto as this investment class, rather just take a step back and just look at the returns. Look at the long-term returns that exist. And you don't have to put a ton of money into the space either. But not yeah. to get involved in something that's growing this quickly, that seems too emotional. And you don't obviously yeah. want to get emotions involved when it comes to investing so take a small position you know if it is something that's out of your comfort zone or if you you know if you disagree with crypto then don't invest but then you know be ready to so, sit back like a lot of people are sitting today and be like shit i wish i got involved five years yeah. ago or seven years ago so mb says ada that's cardano right that's cardano okay and, then- and cardano has been on an absolute tear Okay, maybe you can uh, you can also address this question. <clears throat> if Ethereum sucks, and I don't know that that's exactly what you said, but Ethereum may have uh, th- there may be um, alternative ways of building on that on that blockchain technology and creating apps on that uh, that blockchain. There are better ways and there are faster ways, and there are different ways to Ethereum. But David's question is: If Ethereum sucks, why is it still pushing out the most transactions every day? It's easy to move on to a layer two solution on, Optimi- on Optimism or Matic. Fees are reduced ten times. What do you say to that, Sean? A very specific question. Yeah, David. So I, I, I'm a, an Ethereum fanboy. Firstly, I want to see Ethereum succeed, and I think the layer two solutions do look really interesting. I mean, this is getting very technical, yeah. um, but essentially, this is a way that you can scale the Ethereum blockchain without having any transactions occur exactly on the blockchain. Rather, you have little applications that sit on top of them, which sort of take the load off the network, sort of like building a motorway above the highway, if that if that's a way to describe it or to sort of create an analogy. And I do think that there's a lot of potential with that. The problem, though, is, you know, Ethereum's got the first mover advantage. These other layer two solutions do look promising, but the other layer one solutions, you know, looking you know, potentially at the likes of Cardano, Solana, they seem to be doing everything on that layer one without having to have other applications built on the top of it. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I like the way that our questions on this show are becoming much more specific. Um, <clears throat> maybe you can address this one too. Robin, a, a very simple question, but something that I think a lot of people feel. Crypto is going to blow up. This is what Robin suggests. She uh, she thinks there's an there's a inevitable uh, future outcome. But I wish I had the money to invest. Now, you don't have to be a multimillionaire to invest in crypto. This is what we're trying to get people to understand. Right, Sean? Exactly. You can get started with us for as little as 150 rand right now. Right. Um, and I mean, you can add a little bit on a monthly basis, and that's really how we believe you should be investing over the long term anyway. I think what's really important as well, just about considering crypto as an investable category, it's to say, listen, if you actually are, you know, battling financially, uh, like, be cognizant of where you are financially. So that's step one. And then step two is if you're in that position, you probably shouldn't go out and necessarily put your money in high risk investments. Like crypto can go down 20%, just like can go up 20%. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of just be aware of where you are. You don't want to go putting, you don't want to go out and put yourself at risk and all the rest. All right, cool. So just to, to recap, there's a lot going on in crypto at the moment because Sean and the people at Revix are constantly rebalancing portfolios to get you the best exposure to the best performing cryptocurrencies. This is probably the safest place for you to start. Of course, any of this stuff is not financial advice because we want to be clear that we're just exposing everybody who listens to this show to the opportunities that are available in the world of cryptocurrency. You don't have to jump in, but if you do, it doesn't have to be for a lot of money either. Go and check them out at Revix.com. You can sign up for free. You just verify your ID. You add some funds, select the bundle of your choice, and watch it play. 
run go on the, on the roller coaster uh, you'll have really really exciting days where you think this is the best thing I've ever done and you'll have days where you go oh my god what am I doing but if you don't <laughs> if you don't join in you'll never have either of those feelings and what's the point of feeling nothing <laughs> I think that's a good sales that's a good sales I like point. that I like All that right. The last point from my side, though, guys, is we have Polkadot launching this Friday. Uh, so Polkadot essentially is a cryptocurrency that connects all the cryptocurrencies. So hmm. uh, the crypto party is like a whole bunch of guys that think they're too smart for one another at the moment, right? So Ethereum's blockchain doesn't talk to Bitcoin's blockchain. You want to send right. an Ethereum token to the Bitcoin network, you can't do that. Polkadot makes that happen. Okay. Uh, so this is a really interesting cryptocurrency with some real-world use cases. So if you want to get involved with Polkadot, uh, you can sign up for an account. And on Friday for one week, you're completely fee free with us so yes. another promotion that we're running there yeah Great and that's news. you don't have to sign up with any promo code you can literally just buy it on our platform and you won't be paying any fees fantastic they're always innovating over at revix too it's one of the reasons we like catching up with sean thanks so much dude we'll speak to you next week brilliant awesome guys awesome. have a good one cliffcentral.com